Warning, this podcast contains content of a sexy nature. We're your girl pals, your sisters, your best mates. We aren't experts by any means, but we have lived life. This podcast is hashtag NSFW. So put your headphones in, sit back and relax as it's time to get saucy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Passion Fruit Podcast. Woo! This is your modern day sex education with myself, your sweet mama P. Me, Saucy Says. And me, your whole hoes. Welcome. Today we are joined by the lovely wedding planner, cultural activist, Miss Minnie Bullock. Hey, hey, thank you guys. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Oh, I'm feeling a bit sweaty back here, not going to lie. My tits are sweating. <laughs> I was but just yeah, it's a bit of a hot day today, podcast. isn't it? Today we are going to be talking about the effects your culture or your religion has on how you view sex and relationships and all the other juicy bits so should we get right into it let's do it how about we all go around and say the religion slash culture we were brought up in Saz would you like to start yeah uh so I was raised in a Muslim household Mm -hmm. uh both my parents are from Morocco so I have that culture um, but I grew up in the UK, in Essex, so I have that as well. Essex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Essex. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hoz? Um, well, pff, nothing really, just plain old, brought up in Ken, parents, I don't really know what to say, I wasn't really brought up in a religious or cultural household, it's just very, just, just, just. Boring. White, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. yeah. I just a very white house, you know. Yeah. We like to roast dinner. We didn't really talk about sex, but now here I am on a sex podcast, and we love it. So, P, what about you? Um, I was raised in Hawaii, so I had that sort of culture around me. Um, and then religion-wise, it was like very loosely Christian because my family kind of just let me believe whatever I wanted to. So I went to the church that was next door, which was a non-denominational Christian church is what they called it. So they taught like all different types of things. Um, It was very chill, not very (laughs) strict in any (laughs) sort of way. And then when I was 13, I, I was at a Lutheran school and I told them that I didn't believe in Jesus anymore. And that didn't go down very well. So <laughs> sorry, I just love the way you said Jesus. Then yeah. it was so like America. I, was like, I didn't believe in Jesus anymore. <laughs> yeah, and now here we are. What about our lovely guest? So I, both my parents are from England, but my grandparents were from, both my grandparents were from India. I'm, but I was brought up as a Sikh. But my parents, I'm the same as you. At some stage, they were like, you don't need to believe in this. But I did take on the culture of being Indian like you know I do like the culture I just don't like the religion yeah yeah you know everyone I think everyone has that you know I feel like religion has a it's a big big thing and it can kind of take over your life yeah because you know there are people who believe in God and you know Allah and their religion and and you know that can literally decipher every decision they have um but sometimes people think that's a bit overwhelming and it's not that necessarily they want to break the rules, they just don't want to fall under that jurisdiction because it, it doesn't, you know, they don't believe it. So yeah. it's hard well, for Aren't you an example of that? Because oh, yeah, you indeed. kind of, you, you 
take some of the Parsi religion, but not all of them. Yeah, so um, it's actually the holy month of Ramadan at the moment. And oh, of course it is. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I am fasting. Um, I do fast because it's supposed to. It's like a humbling kind of thing. Um, Real experience. Yeah, and because I've been doing it since I was twelve, and I've known about it forever, so I just carry on doing it. Can but I ask a stupid question? Like, what does ahead. that actually consist of? Because I obviously don't really know much about it. Uh, you don't eat, you don't drink, including water, um, from sunrise to sunset. You're not supposed to have sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, you. Uh, a lot of people cut out other things as well. So it's just kind of um, like Lent, but oh, it's okay. bigger and better, basically. Yeah. Uh, so some people cut out smoking, some people cut out drinking coffee, some people, m- more recently, obviously, cut out social media, like they don't use Twitter or, you know... Certain Sounds things like a, like, like a cleanse, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is a cleanse Sounds because cleanse. you're supposed to be in touch with yourself and in touch with God, and you're supposed to read the Quran every day, and you know, and but I don't pray, so and I can't read Arabic, so I can't read the Quran. I mean, so you're just I mean, having like this food cleanse. Then, yeah, really. pretty much. Yeah. I just, I just do the whole don't eat, don't drink, sex. I mean, meh. You're doing research. I was just going to ask, actually, how, you know you were brought up in these cultures and these religions did they affect kind of how you viewed sex from a young age or like how you talk to your family about it yeah I think it does have a big impact on how you even talk because I got told that I had to I had to have boundaries on what I could and couldn't do Mm. how I could and couldn't dress in front Mm. of certain people I mean I only I think even my sisters I, I didn't really we didn't really talk about sex and what we had been through till probably last year like properly mm-hmm. i mean it's a very it was it's a taboo subject it's a taboo oh, yeah. subject to mm. most people you know but especially in really strict asian households you know um, my parents aren't strict but i was afraid that if i did tell them you know my little accomplishments in life they'd be like okay you're a sexaholic or whatever because you know mm. like yeah you know what i mean like the stupid yeah. things to be fair know. i am still my mm, when I tell you my mum cannot find out about this podcast I'm being serious <laughs> like there's this still genuine feel within me like if my mum finds out I've had sex like I'm gonna die and it's all gonna be horrible but that's just because my mum's always been like oh you have to have sex after marriage mm-hmm. no sex before marriage that has been drilled in me since I was little mm. and um, obviously like I have a really religious like family um, they're not like super strict religious, but they are religious. They follow the guidelines. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, my dad's side of the family is more stricter than my mum's side, but they still follow the guidelines and stuff. But I feel like they kind of a few of my aunts and uncles kind of like fell off the guidelines a little bit, you know. Like, so you know, what about like your brother, like your like your sibling? Do you feel like so there's different like standards? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if it's the same for many, but it probably is. But obviously, like guys and boys, they're always treated differently to women. Yeah. Um, so they have more, way, way, way more freedom, and it's literally like when you said it's, it's not just about the act, the act of sex itself. It's everything surrounding it. So it's what you wear, you know, um, where you go, kind of thing. What time you're back, and you know, I mean, you can argue like, oh, parents just want girls to come back earlier, blah, blah, blah. But like, for us, it's it's our family it's reputation. Like, it's, it's the family name yeah, that could get ruined, and I think that's a big yeah. And obviously, like growing up in England. 
so all my friends would be out until eight and my mum would be like, be back by six. Yeah. Like, no, I had the same thing. Yeah, we'd go to the <laughs> fair and she'd be like, no, you yeah. need to be back by this time. And I never used to listen. So obviously, like, I think my mum gave up on me and my twin because we were the youngest. <laughs> and yeah, we were the most happened. rebellious, I'm saying. Well, yeah. I was probably the the biggest rebellious person yeah. in my did family. Did it feel, did you, could, when you were younger, did you notice that your brother was given like different rules? Oh yeah, were? massively. Mm. He's the older one between us. Mm. Um, you know, as we were growing up, I could tell that, you know, he was allowed to do more kind of things which let him be adventurous. And I am someone who always wants to be adventurous. I want to go out and do crazy shit and, mm. you know, and go out. Fuck but shit I, up. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like I just, that's what I want to do. but. You know, you've always been that kind of. You have to go, and you have to be kind of an introvert as well, which you don't yeah, want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be an introvert, yeah. but like I kind of have to be. And now I'm like, I'm breaking both. out. So when you were younger, did you ever have the sex talk with your parents or a family member? No, I don't think my. I think my dad didn't. Obviously, my dad wouldn't want to give me the sex talk. <laughs> you know, like he's surrounded by four, four girls. I don't think he'd want to do that. But um. My mum, I think she, when we got a bit older, she definitely did think like she should have given it to us because I had to find out from friends, you know, like I'd speak to my friends and be like, what's fingering? What's this? What's that? Like, you know, like the street, like the little things. And I was like, okay. And then I used to, you know, then you find porn and you're like, okay, right, this is what it is. And, you know, everything's a bit different, isn't it? I feel like uh, it was was very much the internet. Yeah. And when we had like one, sex ed class in year six the one we ever did <laughs> and like you kind of learned about you know you know whatever you learned about you but didn't even was, learn about sex education it was more you learned it, about periods yeah. that was it and i'm just like oh okay you just learned about your body growing and developing yeah. and you didn't really learn what about, about in secondary school though you said that was in year six what about in secondary school i don't Did think we ever learned about I went to an all-girls school, so we learnt how to put a femadon in a vagina. Really? Yeah. That's oh, all. I've never yeah. been taught that. We've just been taught... It was so oh. <laughs> We've just been taught um, about the reproductive system. Yeah, in biology. Like, yeah. But, but yeah. Not, not generally, like... I think we did have some classes, but it was, like, optional. You didn't have to take... They did, like, this day where you'd learn about, you know, drugs and alcohol. Oh, and yeah, we had those, those, one days, of those days. days. And, yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, but the like sex education was never incorporated into the syllabus of science i think it's really important i think that yeah yeah. that is important do you think there was an element of your parents not teaching you that stuff because they hoped you just wouldn't have sex i think all parents are like that aren't they i think they don't want their little girls to my mom still says that now to me and i'm not even religious yeah like you wait till you're 30 i'm like yeah you know what i mean like they don't want you to grow up they you know i mean i grew up in a in a different situation because I think well my mom also had four girls mm-hmm. um, and she didn't necessarily teach us like she would always like leave us books because my mom's always been like that she's oh, give you little clues about the book stuff, leaving yeah. but you know if we ever had a question she would never make us feel bad about it like about being curious and she'd always answer it because I think more than anything my mom just wanted us to be safe because she got pregnant really early on which obviously she knows their options but she kept it um and I think she just wanted us to, to, to be safe more than anything. So mm. she she made yeah. sure we knew See, what we were doing. I don't think, I don't know if my mum got taught about kind of sex education um, in school. So I don't know if she actually kind of knew how to approach the talk. Mm. It's just the talk for me was just, you know, no sex before marriage. And that was that. 
Mine was just nothing. It just yeah. was like it didn't exist kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. My my mum would um would like turn over the TV channel, tell my dad to turn over yeah. the TV channel if someone was kissing. kissing yeah. Like what, that is. EastEnders? Yeah. No. Oh, I, I, I wasn't allowed to watch EastEnders. Oh my god. It's was bad it, for me. I wasn't allowed to watch. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpson at my auntie's house. Oh, what? I oh, know, I love yeah, The Simpsons. I know, I that was one thing we were allowed to watch. And I was like, oh. But oh. no, I don't think my my mum me, like meant to, you know, not mm. tell me anything about sex, sex but yeah. it just never came around. By the time I was like 16, I was already, you know, I already knew about it. So. Yeah. Do you think the same thing with like Sarah's mum? Do you think she ever had it taught to her? Oh, so in my culture, there's the day before you get and in the morning when you're getting married you get bathed in like milk and stuff and like you, you have to yeah I know oh, and you have to so get silky. yeah I know yeah. but it's by your uncles right which is oh. weird but oh. you, they don't have to they don't have to you know what I mean like so you don't have to so mm. my mum didn't have that so my mum was bathed in milk in the morning and you have to wear certain underwear and she got told what like my I think it was my great grandma told my mum mm-hmm because my great grandma's a bit of a loony. Oh. Um, and um, <laughs> grandma. Yeah, I know, I know, she was a ledge. And um, yeah, so that's how my mum did know about it. So my they mom, gave you the talk the day before your wedding night. Yeah, but that's my mum knew about mad. it from school as well because yeah. back then they did have, you know, they, it was on their syllabus at school. So she was lucky enough to have that. But I think my mum assumed that I had it at yeah, school, but yeah, I did. Like, Going to an all girls yeah. school, especially, but we didn't. So I think that's such a weird cultural thing because obviously in different cultures they do it more heavily. I know some cultures do the whole like wedding night prep is a really big deal and mm-hmm. they talk you through it. But then even in like Western like Christian cultures, there's that whole idea of like the bachelorette party is meant to be like raunchy and mm. it's there's a lot of focus around only talking about sex before your wedding. Yeah. I have always stood by the fact if I didn't have sex before I got married, what happens if you're married to someone who's bad at sex? That is my point. But I would know, you know? But would you know? know? But would you know that they're the bad thing. at sex? This yeah, is yeah. the one thing. Yeah, yeah, you know you would. I'm afraid of <laughs> bad yeah. sex. I can't have it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think everyone's yeah, had bad it. sex. I had an ex who he was came from a really heavily Catholic family, and I remember once his mom told me she's like, I know you guys have sex, and she's like, I'm okay <gasps> with that because it's all about trying out before you buy. And I was like, oh, that's so cringy. I feel like no. so that's me. <laughs> I know, but she told me she was like, it's the one part of my faith I don't believe in. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so then what about periods then, ladies? So I started my period really late. I was 15 when I started. Oh, I was really late. Like, I didn't even have any boobs or anything. I didn't. I was so, so I was very sporty when I was going to go to cross country in the mornings, mm. I did netball, I did mm-hmm. rounders, I did everything possible. So my body wasn't yeah. growing. That's you know? interesting because I did a lot of sports as well, but I got my period when I was... When know, I say 12, I was, because I went to an all girls school, like yeah. your image is everything. You, yeah. So like I was constantly trying to stay thin. And then I got my period and I was like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> you still do fall into like the average age because it's between like nine and 16. It's a really yeah. big age. And I think it just depends on a lot of stuff around you. Yeah. Mm. And especially in the US, we get girls who get their period really young. Like nine. Because of things they put in the food is a big problem. Yeah. So it really, the whole idea that you're like not normal. Like my mom got at 17 and she's just fine. She had four kids with no problem. Yeah. Um. So it really, it just depends on yeah, your Yeah, I think I just found it really nerve wracking because all my sisters, my twin had already started her period at 13. I was there like, oh my God. But as yeah. when we could talk about periods, my mum was open about it beforehand my oh, dad my, my dad That's even good. was really like my dad to this day he's always like 
going to Costco to get right. loads of tampons and period pads, and he's just like <laughs> getting loads of paracetamol in. We and he's buy just it like, in bulk. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what a legend. But when I say to dad that it adds up the same amount to when you buy it from like Tesco or something, oh. and uh, yeah, so yeah. he just yeah, I love my dad. He's very he's, I think he's grown into that. Yeah. He's had to. Yeah. Um, Saz? My mum lied about me to my first period. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no really? <laughs> See, I was like a bit worried because I knew it was kind of at the same time. Like, some of my friends were getting on their period and stuff like this. And and uh, I wasn't quite sure. And my body like started to ache. So I feel like I was getting cramps and stuff. But I wasn't too sure. And I showed her. And I was like, Mum, I don't know if I'm on my period or not. And so she looked at me like, oh, my knickers. And then she was like, I think, I think you are. It wasn't. It was discharge. And I was just like, Oh my god, I'm on period. She was like, "Yep, you're on period." I was like, I remember thinking, "I'm a woman now." Oh. <laughs> um, but like, it was n- nothing the next day, and I, <laughs> I was probably twelve, I think. And um, oh my god, I told one of my friends, and then and then I remember the day I had to tell her, "Yeah, I'm not actually on my period. That was fake." And she oh, like no. judged me so hard, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." Um, and then it, I think it was literally two months later, and then I actually got my period. Yeah. It might have so, been spotting because sometimes it yeah, does I think it was spotting. But can we just talk about how problematic the whole societal idea of your woman now when you get your period is? Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> oh is. Oh, my God. That really dates back to, like, child bride days, guys. And yeah. we need to stop, t- like, saying that. <laughs> we, well, I always say, well, my family always say you're you're only, a, right, it's really, it's really funny. So you're only actually grown up until you're married. Like, you're, you're still a child even if you're 40 and single. <sighs> And I was like, okay, lol. <laughs> okay. So that's the thing, like. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't get it I either. I think it's really just, it. it's just really built in this idea that like you're only a woman until you're uh, available to have a baby for a man, and mm-hmm. you're only allowed to have sex once you're married to a man. And it's like, see, when do you think? But when is the age that you can say I'm a woman? Because I still think I'm. I knew. Listen, I, I, know. Know. I just want to say this right mm-hmm. now. I knew I was a boss. As independent woman when I was very young like, <laughs> like I knew that for a very long time but growing up the kind of culture it was very uh, you know women have to learn how to cook clean all that shit yeah and the absolute bull crap I don't mind cooking because cooking is fun but I'm not doing it for you <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean like I like I don't mind clean I like to be tidy but I'm not doing it for you if yeah. I'm cleaning it's because it's for me, it's for me. Yeah. I'm not gonna cook for you I'm not going to clean for you mm. so I used to I've had so many arguments with my dad about this because he would always go why don't you help your mum why? why don't you help mum yeah and I'm like what about my brother yeah yeah but but you're a girl you need to do these things I oh, used to gosh. flip the I've fuck the, off I've you had the same situation with my, with my 13 year old cousin <laughs> right he like so obviously all girls like all my aunties come around you know it's all the cousins and he's the only boy like mm. out of them mm-hmm. lot at the mm. moment and he put his plate down on the table and he got up and left and I went I was like yeah no you need to take it and put it in the dishwasher he's like oh no any girls do that (gasps) my dad my dad was sat right there lost my shit my dad lost no my dad lost it he was like you're so disrespectful you're so disrespectful to women you take it yourself I don't know who's brought you up but then again my uncle's a bit backwards so he thinks that girls see this is the thing Um, there was this one time so obviously my dad was like, oh, he, he says you like subtle things like, oh, you need to help your mom, you need to help your mom cook, you need to learn how to cook. But there was these days where we've gone home to his side of the family and we've had to dress up all proper mm. and like really posh and stuff. And I'm like, I just never really understood why. I used to hate it. The pressure was horrible. I used to hate always going around because I knew that my dad's side of the family would always look at um, me. And as I got older, they started talking about husbands. 
Oh, no. Oh, yes. I want you to understand that I was 14 or 16 at this point, and my uh, my cousin's husband, so my dad's niece's husband, um, whatever you call him, um, husband, basically was talking to my dad about getting me a husband or maybe we should find someone and then one of my great aunts or, cu- or great cousins started talking about it as well they were talking about it really subtly but I could still hear and my dad said she is not getting married <laughs> and she's she's doing like her career and stuff. I think my dad flipped out on that I heard it and I told my mum and I was like mum why are they talking about that like, oh. I'm not getting married I've always said to them I was like I'm not doing jack shit okay I'm as long as I get my career stable and I have my five dogs then I'll think about getting married. <laughs> no, I've had the s- I've had the same experience. Yeah. Like uh, me and my sisters have all had it. Um, you know, like similar age as well. Yeah, and it's they so come scary. with photos. Like they'll come oh, with no. photos. Be like, what do you, do know you what? think? And I'm like, he's thirty. Yeah, Tinder. Like, oh, yeah. it's horrible. Like, yeah, like it's it's a thirty year old from Australia. Blah de blah. And I was like, no, 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 thank you. No, that's thank not for you. <laughs> so let's fast forward to after you know the marriage talk started <clears throat> at fourteen, um, and you guys became like sexually active did you tell anyone in your family or did you God, feel no. a bit ashamed God, about it? no i think i only told my twin that i kissed someone but i'd actually done other stuff with them like i was too afraid like to say anything i was like i think oh i forgot how old i was i, I think i was 16 when i first had my first sexual proper sexual experience because obviously like I wasn't comfortable in my own skin because from a young age I had so much racial abuse because I went to an all-white school. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So they used to call me stuff. So I then was like, no, actually, I'm going to use this to my full advantage. I am the only, like, one of the only brown people in my school, you know, like, boys love it, et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, so I still haven't told them what I've done. Oh, they still, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I get it, but at the same time, like, it's my I, privacy. Yeah. It's my privacy. But yeah. I don't mind talking to my friends about it because it's different. But my family, they'll judge everything I've done. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, like okay. I don't mind talking about it. I'm gonna about leave it. it. I'm gonna leave it. There. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same. Like I never talked to anyone. I think now I'm trying to not fully talk about sex with my mum, but I'm trying to get her to be more like open about, open about yeah. things because like so she's now like divorced from my dad. So I'm trying to get her back out there in the game. So I'm oh, trying I to figure you out. Oh, saying like, this? You wanted to feel like sexy. I want yeah. I want her to feel like, like she got a profile. No. Oh my god. Because I was I was stoked to my brother about this. I said to him as a joke. I said we should get my own Tinder profile. He was like, if you do that, I'm never speaking to you again. Oh. Get her on. Get her on plenty of fish or, <laughs> or match dot com. Eharmony. Eharmony. Yeah. Not sponsored. But yeah. Um. But I'm trying to get her more open because only because. It's not just for her to be more open because I don't think she's kind of been. I don't even think she's talked about this to her sisters. Like maybe they have, but I don't think it's different. Like as I'm growing up, I'm like, Mum, come on, talk to me. We're best friends. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, I want to know everything. Tell me. That's cute. Though. I want to tell her to get a vibrator, but I'm a bit too scared to tell her that just yet. I feel like we're not at that level. Um, well, she's next week's guest anyway. <laughs> so, uh, that's so great. Um, yeah, but like you know, you obviously had your sisters you know, to talk to you about periods and some kind of sex and stuff but like I don't I can't talk to my brother about that that's creepy yeah, yeah. You know, you're not finding out so you know we kind of made a deal like if it's boyfriend girlfriend stuff like we keep out of each other's business like we know kind of what's happening mm. but like I'm not like get out of my business you're not finding out anything I think it's definitely like a growing up as a girls thing that has made me feel more comfortable about it because I, I have friends who have who are girls who have brothers and they're like you know I had no one to talk to about the stuff and then me with my siblings I'm just like let's chat let's mm. just like tell me everything like but and then my mom but my mom's different like she was really open about if we had questions but talking about her own personal experience she gets really like closed off yeah. and I think it's because 
she was in like she was married to my dad for 25 years and I don't necessarily think she was ha- like happy physically in that relationship and now she's in a new yes, relationship mm. at like 50 and so it's all new to her and I think maybe she feels a little bit embarrassed that I can't wait for my mom yeah. to feel like that. Yeah. Not embarrassed, but like, no, no, no. To she be in just feels embarrassed that, like, she waited this long. But there's a flip side that she's, like, way more happy. And mm. I know your girl's got vibrators. Yeah. Like, can hey, I just say, can on, I just mom. say, your mum is a MILF? <laughs> she yeah. is. Get in touch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what about contraception then and, like, religion? Did you speak about it? Um, was it spoken of well, in your families? When I wanted to go on the pill, my mum asked me why I wanted to go on the pill. And I was like, it's for my periods. Oh. But generally was before it was for my periods. I was mm. also going into uni. Yeah. Um, um, I get really, really bad period pains and mm. like I black it out. It was horrible. And I wanted to control that. And they have been controlled, which is great. But also, your, your girl wanted to be a hoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what you so knew I, like, I, I, I knew I was going to have sex in uni. Like, there was no end about it. I knew I was going to have sex at uni. That's the whole reason why so. I came to uni. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I agree with you there. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, 9,000 pounds just having sex. Yeah, like exactly. Reverse prostitution. Although, <laughs> yeah, so I kind of knew it. But this one time, my friend from home, she left her bag um, at my in my room. My mum was just cleaning. And she thought the bag was mine, <gasps> and there was a condom <gasps> in oh the no. bag. Oh no, oh no, no. And I remember coming back from school, and my mum, well, she was like, Sorry, I just need to support you. I was like, Cool, what, what's up? She's like, What's this? And I'm like, <gasps> That's so awkward. I'm like, That's not mine. And it wasn't even the thing of me going, Oh, yeah, it's not mine, it's my friend's. Yeah. Uh, it's generally, it wasn't mine. I was mm. like, No, mum, that's not mine, that's not my bag. And she was like, Oh, okay, I thought it was your bag. And I was like, No, no, no. And then I think it was that day when I was like, Oh, I cannot kind of tell her anything to do with sex just yet just testing the waters yeah and we found out also like my mum used to tell me that I wasn't allowed to have um, tampons just so oh Oh, I was gonna ask that because I know culturally there's like this myth about like if you break the hymen you're not a virgin anymore so some some but I did horse riding so like I see yours probably yeah mine was already broke anyway like mine was already broke because when I why what are you gonna say just gonna get pissed off but go why what are you gonna say you want to say it it is very Unlike oh, here she goes. She always says this. Stand is, back, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> it is very unlikely that your hymen broke because of horseback riding. It is like a bit of tissue that is over the flap that not every woman has. And if you were going to get it broken by horse riding, the horse saddle would literally have to be up your vagina. <laughs> How do you know it wasn't? It, it could have yeah, been. It could have been. 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 But it like bouncing it. around could have been yes a tampon could break it but the thing is there's this idea that every woman has one or that every woman has one that's maybe like maybe I didn't have one be because I didn't bleed when I first had sex maybe either did I, but, you don't, you know, but also if you bleed when myth? you first have myth? sex oh. breaking a hymen will cause some bleeding but bleeding when you first have sex is more likely refer back to episode 2 for fucking <laughs> sake is more likely because there was no lube and it wasn't done properly hey, and that's I had why lube. she's the teacher and honestly it's just this cop out that men have that they're like oh it was her hymen to get away from the fact that they were not doing it right mm-hmm. and hurting the woman and it's so frustrating sorry but and hymen men's well I take back. that back I mean um, <laughs> okay so um, we're on a journey a learning journey together yeah. uh, so my mum was just like, you're not old enough to wear tampons, basically. I, like, oh. I hated putting a tampon in. Also, the first yeah, time. me too. Oh, it was awful. Like, you had to do this weird. Mi- I was it's looking like at the image legs. and I was like, this. And I was <laughs> like, it, lifting yeah. my leg up on the toilet trying to do it. And then I was like, to and my you had to change in quite oh, frequently my God. as well. Oh, my God. It was, it was on holiday as well. And I was so afraid. And I had to. 
This is going to sound disgusting. My sister had to put it in for me. That's oh, fine. My mum put mine in the first time. Oh, I can't deal with both of that. I'm sorry. No, because I, I genuinely was so no, afraid I, I couldn't push up the little thingy. And I was mm. like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I started having an anxiety attack. I was like, oh, my God, I can't do it. And then, yeah, I my sister had to help me. Flashback. She closed her eyes and she was like this. She was just oh, like, okay, oh. okay. And then she just did it. And I was like, oh, I can't. Flashback no. to 13 year old Plama. 13 year old me laying on the bathroom floor I can remember the rug I can remember the oh. tile floor I was like crab legs up in the air and mom's like okay go to your happy place go to your happy place <laughs> and she just did it for me See, I, th- I can't I um, know you're very that's disgusting <laughs> that is disgusting you can't let your mum put a why is that disgusting no, because your mum no, your mum has seen your vagina that many times I don't think baby. that's disgusting oh, I just, I just think that's can't I just <laughs> yeah I know sorry my face obviously that. not my first choice but I was struggling so much. Yeah, because when you're struggling that I much, you just like, I need imagine. someone that knows yeah. already how to yeah. do it. I was 13. It's not like I would let my mom like go down there now. But, you but know, when you're 13. And I think, I honestly, it was just because I came from like the opposite. Your mom said like you're too, too young to use them. My mm. mom was like, when I first told her I had my period, she's like, all right, tampons on the back. Like there was no, sure, you can use a pad. It was like literally, mm. I'm going to teach you how to use tampons. I prefer to use oh. pads anyway. Well... <laughs> Um, to each their own. But <laughs> all right, okay. Now, now that you're both grown ass women, boss ass bitches, amen. You know, hitting it, quitting left and right. Very sexy, of course. Tell us about what sex is like, Minnie. You obviously, people can tell. You know, you're like from an Indian descent when they look at you. Mm-hmm. You're not hiding it. Oh, I have yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you're being kind of like fetishized or like? Trophy. What's the word we said? Exotic. exotic. Oh, yes. <laughs> the amount of you times I've been that. said, you're so exotic looking, you're this, you're that, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I mean... Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about it, weren't we? We yeah. said, we're going to take, we should take that back, but I don't think we should take that back. I think that word should just be thrown out. I was thinking about it's it. It's for fruit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not exotic. I'm in the museum. Like, yeah, I know. Oh wow, you're I mean, so exotic. And honestly, you live in London. Like, you are not I'm, exotic. I'm British, for yeah. goodness sake. I'm I'm from bloody Leeds, for goodness sake. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exotic. That is not exotic in my book. So if they think that is, then they're on the wrong bloody honestly, mind I'm right just... now. But yeah, I've had the worst experiences. Like, you know, does your cum taste like curry? Oh, that's not nice. I mean, that's bullying. I'm surprised you don't smell like curry. That's just horrible. That's horrible. And then one asked, oh, did you get this? So I was at a house party and the guy was like, oh, did you get all this alcohol from your dad's corner shop? Uh And back then I was like, oh my God, I was laughing at it. But now, because you laugh at the pain, don't you? You have to laugh for it. You can't. Mm. People get annoyed at me now because I take everything so seriously, but you have to. Yeah. Like friends of mine that I am. so long and people are just like, Oh yeah, well, like friends that I have made, I've just lost connection with because they just don't understand, don't understand no. the whole white privilege thing. Like no. they don't get half the shit See, that we get. Exactly. Like for me, it's more of a language thing. When people mm. take the piss out of a language and they just make noises, for me, that's offensive. Yeah. yeah. Because you're just taking the piss out of a a language, and like my mom speaks a different language, and I know people do it. So when someone does it, even if it's not about the language my mum speaks, for instance, even if it's like Spanish for something or mm. or French and people or like Chinese and they make those mimicking sounds and stuff like this. It's like, why are you being so disrespectful? And don't, they don't realise it because so many people it's do it normal. and it's being so normalised. But you are literally taking the piss out of someone's mother tongue and you're not realising it. Like, 
you taking the piss out of my mum's language is taking the piss out of me. Yeah, because yeah. you're it's saying like that it's I, gibberish. It's like when it's I not. speak Punjabi to my grandma on the phone. Like mm. I remember speaking to them, and someone took the piss out of me. Oh, yeah, and I was like, and I, but I didn't know that, mm. and I was like, okay, I was like, okay, because you know, it's you just want to impress people. Yeah. But it's so ignorant. You can speak two languages. What can they do? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, like I remember, we've had to. Like I always say this. I always say this is my argument. Um, my grandma and granddad had to learn English. My great grandmas had to learn English. You know, like all these people have had to learn English. Mm. What have the English learned? Nothing. Exactly. Oh. I used yeah. to be afraid to speak Arabic around people. And I lost. I lost, I lost how it to speak exactly. it. I've like, lost I still. Fa- I'm very fragmented. I'm not the best speaker, but yeah. I was when I was younger, and and I regret it so much because when you yeah. know you know it is it's my so mother stupid. it is my it is my culture it is yeah. you know, who so, I am so when you go on like dates or anything do you ever feel scared to talk about like or to you know whenever someone goes can you speak can you say something from a word yeah. I'm like oh, can oh, you say oh. a swear word like, like I don't know a swear word because my mum never taught me yet, oh I do like, I know every swear word I might have to go back and ask her so what are like your biggest turn offs tell me that you've like if someone asked you what would, what would be the one question they'd be like nope can't get over this we're not talking anymore um so I made a comment about the fact that I'm Muslim because I understand that you guys know I am not the best Muslim I don't wear a hijab I don't pray the only thing I do is but Ramadan you don't, but you're, you a don't version, to, you're but your version of Muslim exactly. yeah it's okay. different to, it doesn't have and to be yeah. and a thing that pisses me off is when people make Muslim jokes mm. yep. you cannot do it No, it is so insensitive it's ridiculous people think they can do it in front of me yeah I'm okay I'm white pretty much Wait, I'll go on holiday in a few weeks, so I'm gonna get that tan back. Yeah. Don't you worry. It'll be the same colour as me. Don't worry. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get my tan back, and you know, look like I'm from another country again. Yeah. <laughs> just because I grew up in Essex, just because I am pale for now, just because you're friends with me, it doesn't give you the excuse for you to make a joke about Muslims. For you to go, oh, you know, a lot. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> and I'm like, um, that's not funny. No. Because it's very insensitive. It's very it's insensitive because you're making a joke that all Muslims say that because of what's going on a in the media. Mm. B people are generally afraid to hear those words now. It's literally a prayer of God, mm. and the fact that a prayer of God is now interpreted into something that is scared, mm. like it's now like it's super like, negative. It's, it's a negative word. Like you can't make a joke out of that. I'm allowed to make the jokes. That's the one thing people don't get. I'm like, allowed, you're to, make allowed to make the joke. Yeah. My mum makes the best terrorist jokes I've known. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Put that on the show. My mom tells the best terrorist yeah. jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, me, even me and my brother are like, Mum, you can't say that. <laughs> you just can't say that. But it's like, you can't say it. Like, I'm not allowed to make any jokes about someone who's from the Caribbean, from yeah. India. Like just make fun of your own culture. Like, make fun, there's so like, much I'm going allowed on to make fun could. of people from Morocco. I'm allowed to make people. Yeah. I'm allowed to make fun of my mum. Yeah. You are not allowed to make fun of my mum. The second you do, you're going down. Have you ever been on a date or anything, or like seeing someone and they made a joke? I have talked to people on a dating app, and the second I've said, "Oh yeah," and especially recently because it's Ramadan, mm-hmm. I said, "Look, I can't meet you till after this time because I'm not allowed to eat, and it'll be unfair." Yeah. Not just like not unfair as in like oh you're allowed for, to eat yeah dinner. but, but in I just general yeah it, we, we won't be able to do anything if you if you want to take me out for drinks like yeah we just I just got to sit there until <laughs> the time and I've got to have water first otherwise I will die the next day mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know and then they just go oh so you're you're a Muslim and I'm like yeah 
is that a problem? But the way that uh, yeah, they yeah, go, oh, you're uh, and they've like disappeared or not replied, and I'm like, you can still do other things. Oh, the amount so of like, unmatches I've had because people think I'm Spanish, mm. but I don't look Spanish. But you I don't just think I do. Think you don't look not, Spanish. Yeah, something. and then when you do, when I do say, mm. oh, no, I'm Indian, and they're literally yeah. like, then you see like they're so. Then they want to talk about that's like that's like it's not a conversation topic. Mm. It's just a fact. Yeah, and then <laughs> I've had. Oh, do you want to go to an, a curry house? Oh no, actually, know what? You can make it for me instead. No. And I was like, whoa! Well, I so I, un- I unmatched him. Good. I was like, bye bye. Do you ever um, get um people on the dating app you're on saying, oh, so what's it like? Well, they ask you questions about your country. Yeah. Mm. And they want to know. And I'm like, I've they're never just, been. They're curious. You're like, I'm, I'm, I live in England. You're like, I'm um, British. England's great. <laughs> yeah, like they, you know, like they're curious and they just want to ask. I'm like, I'm fine. I can answer your questions, but I'm not a, a fucking tourist guide. Like yeah. Google is free. Okay, yeah, the questions you're asking, you can literally Google. Yeah. Like, they do you think it. there's a nice way for, like, just if anyone's listening and they are curious, what's the best way for people to ask questions? If you're going to be interested in the religion that I come from, you've got to remember... So this is one thing that I have in mind when I date people, is that they've got to deal with my side of the family. My, my, side, my mum's side of the family, they're open to people who don't speak Arabic mm-hmm. because we're a bloody... An interracial place, like everyone. We've got Spanish people, we've got French speaking people, we've got Arabic and English people. Like at this rate, any language is welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't mind if you um, come in if you don't speak the language. But it's that kind of thing. Is it's it's a long term thing for me, but it is something that kind of interjects in the beginning. If you're going to be interested in me, you've got to be open. Mm. Um, so don't just come in within oh they'll learn a few words in English but I don't have to learn like I don't know if it's the same for you um, Minnie but if I mean I were both like raised in England but even if they did try and learn like a few words and stuff not just the swear words yeah. like just generally just like generally like hello how like, are I you I want to know how to say hello like I want to learn how to speak this like that's like I will fall, like marry me yeah like, so you we'll want get people married. to show interest more than just like curiosity you as like yeah. at google yeah, yeah. You know like, what I mean? like, I'm not a tourist guy but if you want to find out more like, what are all the gurus that's what I've been asked like what are all the gurus yeah. I'm like I don't know Everyone's I failed like... the seekerism test like <laughs> I'm not you know <laughs> so ladies to wrap up all this religion and culture talk what about one day if you decide you know you marry your prince charming and you marry who the f you want because you're strong independent women and you know you have some babies how are you going to talk about sex relationships and body image to your own children oh i'm good and how will you differ oh i'm gonna be so oh, super yeah. honest i'm gonna I be think, so open i it's mean i think it's gonna kill transparency yeah, yeah i think transparency is a big thing yeah like you i've hidden so much from my parents and yeah. i didn't i didn't really like that i've so much i trust like my parents trust me so much and i want them to trust I want I them to have trust in me. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they don't, you know, even if they are, like, if I have a son or whatever, like, I don't know, I don't even know if I want kids, but whatever. But, you know, like, even if so I'm an anti, like, being an anti, I'm like, yeah, come and talk to me. Like, I've got my cousin who talks to me about, you know, she's 16, she's got vibrators. And like, she wanted a first vibrator, I told her which one to get, and she was like, Aww. oh, my God, thanks, Minnie, because she's the oldest and she has a younger brother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because she can't talk to her family about it. Make so sure you ping her this podcast link as oh, well. I will. Yeah. Shout out. All the episodes. And then, um, yeah, you know, um, I think it's important to have, you know, a really open relationship, as much as open as you can be, mm-hmm. you know, um, with your family I think that's really important so I would want that do you think you're going to teach them there's like a difference between like your your body and your religion and who choose to follow it like they don't yeah definitely I think that's important too like obviously I'm not going to be like 
you can't be you know Sikh or you can't be whatever like mm-hmm. if they want to be whoever they want to be if they want to follow the religion they can uh I don't want my kids to fear me mm. because I, I used to fear like if my mum found my tampons I was like oh my god she's gonna find my tampons that's scary yeah and like do you know what I mean I just kind of I'll be honest with them at the right time obviously I'm not gonna I don't think I'll straight away go fix and they're like two years old <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah I, I think I'll teach them about their body and like you know yeah. be happy that kind of way and when they're ready I'll google the bees and the birds talk because no one's giving it to me and then I'll Oh, girl, you've just given it to hundreds of people <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'll just tell her, like, yo, say sex. Be safe. I think the biggest thing that I want to... Obviously, I know that my kids will be able to talk to me about whatever. But what I really want to impart is, like, I really want to teach my children about the importance of pleasure. And I know a lot of people mm. are like, you shouldn't mm. talk to your kids about that. But yeah, why not? Like... I don't think I want my kids to have watch porn. No, and they won't if you teach them well. Yeah. well. I mean, obviously, like, if you want to watch porn when you're older, that's fine. But a lot of kids turn to porn as an educational tool. And if they don't need to because you're talking to them, then they won't watch yeah, it. Yeah, like I said, I I looked at porn to see what sex exactly. was. You know? <laughs> well, I think that is the end of this episode. And I think that I've had lots of fun. Um, Minnie. Oh, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Thank, thank you. It's bringing the Pleasure. joy. And... You are fucking beautiful, so I'm oh, saying. Oh, thank Aww. you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you so much. I think I, I've learned. I've learned so much. Yeah. So thank you both for being so honest and open about your experiences. You're welcome. Our next episode is going to be a little more lighthearted because we know we've kind of gotten down in the gritty stuff the last two episodes, um, and we're gonna be talking about orgasms because mm. what else will we be talking about? So you can find us on iTunes and Spotify, and of course on Instagram. Come and give us some love at passionfruit.pod cast because we need that loving we've reached over 100 followers now so thank you everybody everybody who's clicked and give us some love we love it and hashtag only Only fruits are are exotic (laughs) passion fruit guys yeah (laughs) how did we not mention that I've just said it. Passion fruit. Passion fruit. Oh, Passion exotic. fruit. The only thing exotic is this. Passion fruit. Is this podcast. <laughs>